podcast with Nicole and John Ellen. So here we are on the front line of the uh, freedom camp or protest, depending on what you want to call it. The pro fest. The pro fest. Yeah, it has many names, but uh, we're here with the people behind the uh, wonderful big orange hoardings. We're officially sitting on the front line. So currently we are staring at the Beehive and the parliamentary buildings. There are police in their gloves and masks um, standing in front. Not that that discredits what they're doing. They're very peacefully standing there, as are those of us who are standing behind the barricades on the front line. Yeah, and it is, as many of you will know... (laughs) As many of you will know, it's a very peaceful situation right here. There has been um, so many beautiful uh, addresses made to the people from the stage, which is about 100 metres away from us. Uh, Yesterday there was a wedding on that stage, a beautiful address by Rodney Hyde, um, and many, many, many others who I won't even try and start to list and name, not at all because I've forgotten their names, (laughs) Um, and maybe because I didn't hear them introduced. But anyway, here we are. Um, The four of us are here, and I'm going to pass the mic down for everyone to, to, to say hello and kind of check in. Greetings. Again, um, we'll just say who we're actually here with. Obviously, John and myself, because, well, this is our podcast. And we have our beautiful Stevie. I'm just going to call her Stevie. You don't require her last name. And and Jess, you also don't require her last name because they're mysterious. Um, and the four of us have come down here for the next few days. Uh, we've... It's interesting in, in friendships, I think, during this whole time in the last two years of what happens and suddenly you know a few of you come together and are standing in a way that you probably didn't expect and so together we've gone to several protests um, and we have uh, a heart-centered alignment uh, for freedom of of all beings everywhere really and you know when you see bullshit you see corruption you see suffering there is a point that we take responsibility to be like maybe Maybe I can do something. Maybe my even my presence or my voice or my actions can make a positive difference uh, for all beings everywhere, and not just the ones that exist right now, but all of our future children, grandchildren, grandchildren's grandchildren. So I know that is uh, in alignment with me. Oh, the rain might be coming in. I'm going to hand it over to our beautiful Stevie to just give a little intro. I feel like I got a lovely intro, oh. but hello. <laughs> Um, I mean, to add to the nerve-wrackingness of sitting here and recording a podcast or being asked to join a podcast with friends is the other nerve-wracking thing of I am about less than 15 metres away, directly aligned with a very tall, big male policeman who, oh, I can feel my heart beating harder as I even say this, of just like the nerve-wrackingness, I will say it a third time, but of, of... Like I've sat here, we've probably been seated here for about 10 minutes and I'm struggling to look at him in the eye. Yeah. It's really... Yes. And we've caught eyes once. He he came back to my eyes to see that I was looking at his eyes and the discomfort I felt and feel in myself to look at him, it's actually like multiplied in him. Sorry. What I mean is... I was uncomfortable and felt yucky to try and look at him. 
and it's felt yuckier from him. Like he, hang on, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's yeah. like it's actually like human he, to human, he, right? Yeah. But it yeah. kind of doesn't feel like that because there's this bizarre divide that that is externally placed on us mm. but when you're looking you can kind of feel there's this energy that's trying to create coherence and co-regulation but that it should be a dysregulation mm. but it's not and so there's this emotion that starts to build up because you can see their eyes you can see their elbows you can see <laughs> and feel their heart yeah, right that yeah. that it's like we're oh, actually all in this together can't see their mouths which is also a very tricky little thing isn't to be honest, it I think that if I was in their position I would feel safer with the mask on because more of my face would be covered and I think that yeah. you're, what they're seeing is the reality these police aren't seeing violence they're seeing peaceful protesters they're seeing humans they're seeing their wives and their daughters and their best mates and the people they went to school with and the people down the road in the bar or whatever and then trying to probably in their own selves dehumanise that so that they can just be at work. And I would not want to be standing in that position because that's a lot of intense internal work you have to do. So, yeah, I feel like... And, the, and the, I think the, the media, the press, the, the police and all of these things are trying to... They're trying to put a label on this movement. They're trying to put a label on these people as anti-vax or anti-something or or a particular cross-section of human like oh it's definitely just white privileged people or it's definitely just um ignorant people or it's definitely just gangs or people who who are uneducated or miseducated that don't actually know the truth that are sitting on this side of the line it's the fools on one side and the intelligent on the other and that is the the constant uh, reaffirmation that keeps being pumped out by the media that these are oh, these poor people who don't understand the 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 fallen, the, the, the fallen ones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Should we hand over um, to Jess? Yes. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm holding a sign, and the sign reads "Unity in Free Choice," and I'm thinking. I ne- well, I never thought I would ever have to <laughs> fight or stand up or even just state that everyone has free choice. So people who feel offended by that, what what do they stand for? So they think um, there, there is no free choice. They are right and um, we are wrong. And so they have the freedom to take away our choice. <clears throat> and their justification is, I see their justification. I see that they um, mean well because it's for the greater good. Um, but whenever choice is taken away, it means that you think you are right and the other person is wrong. And we can all, all of us, can be wrong at any time. There is no absolute truth because truth is always um, presented from one's perspective. And if you don't have the humility, the humility to, to just become aware that there is the possibility that you might be wrong, um, then you you can you can take away someone's choices, but if you realise that if 
you would walk in this other person's shoes, you would come to the exact same conclusion. You didn't come to your conclusion because you're more intelligent or because um, you, you've been growing up the right way. Um, you've come to your conclusion based on your belief system, based on your experiences on, and based also on your, on your trauma history and your fears. Um, and, <clears throat> and we have to acknowledge that everyone's experience is different. And so if you would be me, you would come to the exact same conclusions. So what, key, what is key for me in a society is that the basic human rights, they can never ever be taken away um, because you might always be wrong or that you might have been fooled. May that be by the media or, or by, uh, you know, an, um, an influential friend or, or parent or, or, or society in general. Um, but we can always be fooled and when, when, when we wake up to that um, realization, when you do realize that you have been fooled, maybe not on this big scale, but you know, even just in a relationship or something, it's a really gross place to be and so a lot of people are unable to, to go there because it feels like so yuck. Um, Drew Mallard is currently on his recorded voice message telling us that we're all trespassing and that they are going to remove us. Apparently, the grounds have been closed to the public. It's interesting. It's like we're all just here having a nice time. I don't know if you can hear it. Ah, finished right on cue. There you go. So it's an interesting thing that we are... The, the, the perception of like we're all just here for the fun of it like everyone's got nothing else to do I'm like well that's absolute bullshit everyone's got lots to do and when we understand and or they have nothing to do because they lost their job because of the way that the rules are being enforced because yeah. of the situation that's going on so what else would they do but fight for their rights to get their job back yeah but the idea that it's like all oh, this whole talk about a festival it's like that's only because it's this incredible um incredible self-governance that has happened where a group has come together who don't all agree you know there's many different opinions here and the media keep trying to make out like well what do they stand for it's like this whole thing stands for ending the mandates that's the focus but within that there's many different perceptions and different truths like what Jess was talking about different reasons different reasons and we're not trying to say you can't think that because it doesn't align what I think with in fact the new world or how the world kind of should be is that we all exist with a different belief system and different experiences of reality and different ways of perceiving things and what we know to be true and that we have the emotional intelligence to be able to accept difference within our communities and our families and our groups and not be so emotionally retarded that we can't handle hearing a different opinion to us that our, we can't even regulate that through our systems because we're so debilitated in our own bodies and experience and awareness that we're like don't say something I don't agree with I don't even know how to You've regulate myself I'm going to cancel you it's like do you seriously want to live in that world do you know what that looks like that is us sitting in little tiny cells padded cells probably just having like the one source of truth being blasted us through a little speaker in the corner 
And it might sound like I'm speaking about something that's, oh, that's a bit dramatic, Nicole. That's straight out of 1984. <laughs> but that's where this is going. Like, if you take a step back, if you take a breath, if you get off your own fucking righteous high horse and recognise that that is what this type of behaviour is leading all of us towards. Whether you're a police officer or you're a teacher who lost their job or you run a yoga studio, it doesn't matter. They see us as a number and that's what's going on, so... Many a different opinion. I'm going to hand it back to Jess because, well, I digressed. <laughs> and Trevor interrupted. She did. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Trevor. I don't know what to say. You go. Sorry. Jess had actually finished. <laughs> so uh, uh, it didn't get handed back to Jess. But what you might recognise is that, um, you know, we hang out with some high quality people. <laughs> that we're here, you can, you might be able to pick up on the reason why we're friends. We have very similar views on this point, and we have seen on both sides. I'm going to say of this of this particular debate um, that there is the tendency, if you're not staying aware and paying attention and being very self-reflective, there is the tendency to start to want everyone to agree. And that is the that is the falling, that is the that is the crumbling of any any argument when you're saying, but everyone has to agree with me. Everyone has to agree that the vaccine is bad. Everyone has to agree that the vaccine is good. And so when we step back from that idea that everyone has to agree and things aren't going to be solved until everyone agrees. That's the, that's, once we've actually stepped back from that, that's the only time that we're going to come to an agreement. Mm, 100%. So on that, what I wanted to do is just kind of have a little chat about maybe someone we have met and a little bit of what you were inspired by. And, or heard or, or, heard, or, or yeah, seen or, or read. Or a different reason or just something that you've noticed, something that's kind of beautiful that you've seen here. Anything come to mind or am I putting you on the spot? That's quite a spot. I put them on the spot, guys. You know what I'm loving, actually? Kia ora. Um, I come from a workplace of um, men. (laughs) I work with a lot of men. I am the only woman. In my immediate team and in the wider team, I'm one of like two or three that are um, significantly older than me as well. The Yeah, and, and down here what I'm noticing is the men that are down here that fall into that category of like the work boys are the ones that I have probably had the most conversations with which is just curious in itself rather than women my age or anything else Um, we were out looking at a very curious um, horse trailer in the car park here along with many other trucks and cars and caravans and whatnot and I struck up a conversation with this um I'd say mid 50 year old man and his and his mate and the it's not that anything in the conversation was magnificent or uh, jaw dropping or anything like that it was more just that I was like oh here I am with a reflection of you know the, the guys I would be with every other day and there's a version of them here and it just if anything probably made me just real sad of like but why aren't my guys here mm. you yeah. know it's like but, but the other guys are here and I see and, I see these guys and right now you're not allowed to hang out with them in person you're yes. not allowed to go to that workplace and be with them and so there's a sense of accessing that 
nourishment from from the part of them that would want to be here. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And knowing just having the dialogue, you know, yeah. you're not allowed to even have a dialogue, and we see that on the biggest scale as well. There is no dialogue. No. How is that ever? How how can that be balanced? Mm. And I'm the I'm the baby of that group, and they, there's just so much love, and they're like the brothers I never had, and the father figures that are that are there for me. But we can't have that dialogue where I'm too edgy or whatnot. And they give me clues as to their inquisitive nature, perhaps about where I'm sitting and whatnot. But it's just yeah, it was it was pretty pretty wild for me to see. Yeah, the equivalent of those guys here, and just being like, holy crud, we're we like, some of you are here, like beautiful, like so familiar, yeah, and such a telling of of really who is here as well. Like, man, there is like the wildest spectrum of human. I would say every New Zealander is represented. Yes, every demographic. Yes. Is, if anyone's putting it into to say it's one type of group, holy they're lying moly. and they haven't been here, and the, the I mean, media is right lying. Over, like, right over Jess's shoulder right now, there is a man dressed corporately, and you know, in that classic kind of smart, middle smart, age, casual, white, middle-aged yeah. white guy, you know. Next to the guy in the fluoro weird like uh, meatworks jacket with his dreads and his like total yeah. not look of the corporate. And then over the shoulder yeah. is the mouldy grandmother, you know, and it's just everywhere you look. <laughs> then there's the child, then there's the, the young white guy who's just sitting there meditating, you know. Then you've got, it's just, it's everyone. Mm. It's it just is. Everyone. I think, yeah, and the wildest that's spectrum. probably yeah. really actually what I mean is that I look around and I'm like oh well there's one of my uncles and there's a yeah. cousin and there's a guy from work and there's my local like dairy owner and there's like you know and it's like oh everyone's here yeah. everyone is here, here. and it's there's the, the local priest there's the local yes. chaplain there's the local you know sports guy there's mm. the local journalist you know they're all here representing it I mean it takes a lot of courage like I was pretty nervous you know to, to come even though confidently stood in this and this is you know what we believe in 100% I have no doubt in my mind my heart anything but there is this nerves it did take the courage to be like okay we're going and we know that there's kind of this sense of national hatred at it as well and when you've been on the side just asking questions like I think humans should do we have had so much hate directed back at us and I mean so I think the biggest thing I was actually nervous about was the airport we flew here now I've flown on a plane since December 2019 and I had to get the test had the first ever test which I really didn't want to do um, which was ridiculous we did a test in a car park in Marangi Bay a car park yep. I mean did we swing the pendulum so far that now we don't even care about any kind of sanitary so you're in a car park with a guy in right the next full to a construction site. Yeah, what is it called? The hazmat suit, you know, they're all the full PPE. Yeah. Who as he's handing us the nose stick through the window of the car, there is water dripping out of his glove, which Not was water, his guys. own sweat. And we asked him, so hot in there, he's like, it's like I'm in a boiler suit. Now is that healthy? Is that necessary for a so-called variation that's like the flu? to then test us so when we get to the airport not wearing masks because I'm not stupid and <laughs> with my negative test because obviously get there walk in everyone's fucking lovely pardon my French all the staff in New Zealand amazing big kudos to them was not asked about wearing a mask nope got the, the ticket got everything went to the plane wasn't asked wasn't asked got on and then they were like oh 
do you have an exemption for the mask? I was like, absolutely. Oh, they might want to see it on the plane. Totally fine. Lovely. Oh, yeah, showed. No big deal. Got on. All good. Get off the plane. Same thing. All good. I was like, amazing. Actually, Get again, the taxi all credit. Well, no. Going to the toilet off the plane in the terminal, a woman who just was a regular human being, maybe mid-50s, a white woman, travelling down... Walks past me and is like, just put on a fucking mask, why don't you? Couldn't have a conversation, just yelled that whilst walking past. And the young girl in front of me was so shocked. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, it's all good. You know, this happens all the time to us. But it's understanding what it is like for people on this side who are questioning things and don't choose to align with one narrative that we are continually on the edge of being abused. And people might say, oh, well, then just just toe the line, just do what everyone else is doing. It's like, that is not the point that we are trying to say. Aside from the fact that the reason these people want me to toe the line is, one, to protect my own health, supposedly, and to protect the health of others. Now, in two years, I have not followed one rule, and I have not got sick, nor have I made anyone else sick. So when is the point that these aggressive people who abuse me regularly are going to turn around and go, oh, my gosh, I can now see through just observation, which would be a form of scientific knowing, that actually I was wrong and you were right. And yet all that happens is the abuse increases from this bizarre idea of future chaos. You know? it's, it's, and when you're here in this place right now with tents all over the parliament grounds, there's none of that. There's love and acceptance. I couldn't feel more safe. I don't feel like anyone's going to steal my shirt or look at me in a strange way. They smile at you. You see faces. No one's sick. How is that so-called scientifically possible if it's spread so fast and is so deadly? How have these people nearly been here for three weeks and no one is sick here? Out in the elements, in the rain, in the cold, in the wind as well, which we all get told is... Minimal resources, right? Like you're sleeping on cold ground. You're having sprinklers put on by the government, you've got the freaking EMFs blasting at them, you've got they're trying to bring in, you should see the food, the quality of health food because they're so aware of looking after the people for free and yet people still here aren't getting sick, the ones that are supposedly getting sick live in their nice insulated houses and are getting tested and vaccinated and wearing masks, you know so when are we going to look at this objectively and honestly and say maybe there is another story and that these people who are standing for everyone's freedom aren't crazy you know I know. Mm. I feel that. Mm. I should have said something wicked like that. <laughs> <laughs> you said some wicked stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we've, it's, it's, we've also met um, one special lady called Somi, and uh, we've been sitting, just had some lovely, lovely Sumi. Vasumi. Vasumi. Let's edit that out. Vasumi. Sorry. Um, so... We were sitting uh, in a circle. We just had lovely, lovely free kai, free food. Um, was amazing, so nourishing. And there was a group. We just had a, an amazing conversation together, getting to know each other, but on a you know um, very personal level. And uh, a group of uh, protesters were just walking by, um, saying that we want freedom. What do we want? Freedom. When do we want it? Now. <laughs> and um, Vasumi said, well, we have freedom. Have we got? We have. And we already have it now, even though we obviously 
don't and that's what we're fighting for but inside we do have it and when you look around the uh, the protest grounds here there is so much freedom there is so much love there is so much nourishing um, there's so much pain as well but through that pain the people chose to free themselves from from um, obligations or from the societal um, you know how they ju judgment and and speak up and and speak their truth anyway and and fight for it and it as Nicole mentioned before it takes so much courage it's yeah. really hard to even just to speak out on social media because you know you get you get judged so um, it takes a lot of inner freedom to take that now they're playing Xavier Rudd they're, they're playing they're playing Spirit Bird a song that means <laughs> the world to me <laughs> but that will yeah later to that um, uh, yeah anyway I get all emotional um, <laughs> because what that song represents to me is um, they're taking that pain and learning from that pain and find your freedom through that pain and freedom from judgment from society but also from your own judgment like where do you feel you can't say that because you 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 feel that you are be judged as a right extremist or as not loving or that you don't care when actually these are the most caring people the most and these are the vulnerable people as well like people say oh, we have to protect the vulnerable people but who who is the vulnerable people they're they're all here these are the ones that can't get an exemption because they've had an adverse reaction before a horrific adverse reaction before and they still can't get an exemption so who are the vulnerable people that can't take it and that we have to protect out of medical reasons they don't exist the med the, the, the vulnerable people are here um, it's a group that's actually called um Grandma for Freedoms. Oh yeah, the grandmas. Grandma for yeah. grandmas for freedom. And they've all got signs. And these are like old women over seventy, you know, teaching their eighties. They are hardcore. There, mm. there's people in wheelchairs. There's a lot of disability. There's like this idea exactly what Jess is saying is that when you sit in your comfortable little world, believing that we're protecting the vulnerable, I'm like, I get it. That's a good moral to want to have. The reality is we're being lied to. That's the reality. It's not that we're making it up it's that we're sitting here on the ground right now looking at this with our eyes you know materialism that everything is based on in this pandemic is saying it's real when you can see it with your eyes well we're here on the ground looking at the truth with our own eyes so why are we still being denied why are we still being told that we're making it up that we're crazy i'm looking at it with my eyes i'm going to take a photo with my phone and show you oh no that's not really happening that is that is brainwashing. This is we're leading into tyranny. This is not how any type of democratic society or just moral humans would interact with each other. You know? Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. And for them it's like the greater good um, is and, and the statistics is all the counts. Um, but when you talk about your life experience that you've seen with your own eyes and I thought you liked me, I thought you trusted me at some point, at some stage. So why does, when I tell you what I've experienced with my body doesn't count anymore at all, mm. why, why is that, 
well, why is it dismissed as a uh, an, an an analogy? No, a- anecdote. Uh, sorry, anecdote. an anecdote. It's just anecdotal evidence. Now, anecdote is, the whole life is anecdotal. Every life. form of evidence is anecdotal evidence, guys. Every form. It is the scientists looking at the results and interpreting them as they write them down. That's anecdotal. There is no human that can possibly ever be this robotically objective person. Even the robot needs to be programmed by the human in the first place to be so-called objective. It is just not possible. And quantum physics confirms that with the observer effect. Yes. I mean, that's the issue, right? That there's all this computer-generated statistics and numbers and projections. And a lot of people don't know that. They don't fully understand that this whole pandemic is based out of a computer, not out of life processes, not out of the organic organism that we are, not out of our biology or our physiology, out of a fucking computer. Do you want governments making decisions about families, about our lives and communities off of a computer program? Really, these people aren't even observing life anymore. You know, that is not leading us into any space of understanding of greater cohesion and freedom at all when you actually understand what it's based on. But so many of us are just programmed to believe, oh, just just trust them, listen to that, that it's the latest in science. You're like, I want to know what the latest in science is because I'm an autonomous, sovereign being. And for so many, they don't actually hold that worth, right, that they are that. But here... I would say everyone does. Everyone knows they're a sovereign being. Everyone knows that they are intelligent enough to look at information, filter it through their own system and say, oh, something doesn't feel right. I'd like to ask more questions. And then the questions are denied. And the feeling because I'm worth it. I'm worth, uh, I know that, yeah, I have, I I do trust my inner feeling. So I'm I'm acting on it. May that be right or wrong. on a you know like on a informational basis but they're acting in their truth aligned to what they stand for and I'm really really curious I would so love to strike up a conversation with these police officers and and ask them do you feel that you are acting in alignment with your inner truth what what does that what does that feel like to be in that position right now do, do you have an inner struggle or not what do what does yeah is there a conflict what do you feel when you hear the speeches when you see the people when you read their signs when you see their their eyes and their honesty and their their love that they're radiating off um yeah i would yeah i would love to have that conversation yeah. I would love to hear that conversation. Jess yeah. is the right person for it. Yeah. So I want to just um, finish. I want to tell a little story. So when we first arrived yesterday, we got here at 8 a.m. Saturday morning. And John and myself came and we sat where we are sitting right now on the front line on this wall. And we meditated um, because I think, you know, we all have different skills. And it was amazing. I felt just such heart coherence. My heart just so expanded and directly looking at the police office, but just feeling how much love is here and how much that's what that's what I want to bring you know like people have different offerings but I'm like bringing love and openness and our our actual own heart vibration and energy is so strong and so sitting here and and these two men came and sat and they're like oh I can feel the good vibes from you guys can we sit next to you and one of them was this beautiful um huge multi-man from Christchurch and 
you know, he starts talking, he's like, I do um, all traditional Māori healing and I've just come up to volunteer my time to help massage and uh, work on people who, who need that support because that's what I can do. And he's telling us about his kids and his life and talking all about Māori philosophy and just so beautiful and the connection to the land and the sky and how we how all of his traditions have been passed down orally. And he goes, you know, I'm vaccinated, but that that's not the point. The point is that this isn't okay. You know, like, this is not an anti-vax protest. This is just like, I want to come and serve the people. I want us to be united again. I don't want the sense of division and segregation. And if we if we could all actually come together and lean into more of the the, the philosophy of the, the philosophy, the, the traditions and philosophy, I guess, of, of the land, of the Māori people and the Waitaha and everything that came before, we would be so united and connected to not only the earth, the sky, you know, the trees all around us, to this ancient knowledge, to healing, to living together. And he was just, you know, he's wearing a like an All Blacks jumper. You wouldn't know there was all of this wisdom in this incredible man. And that was our intro into the um, into the protest. It was amazing. It was like, this is the tone. It is not about, there's no shame as well of being like, I'm vaccinated, I'm not vaccinated. You don't have to hide any truth because there is a sense of acceptance no matter what choice you've taken what journey you've taken it's not that everyone here is like oh my god did you get vaccinated and you're here i mean our friend who was here with us yesterday she's vaccinated you know we know why she's a teacher she wants to serve the people she works for and i respect that i'm like i know she didn't want it but i also know the process the deep internal process she went through to make that decision to be like actually i want to still be able to be there for them who need me how amazing is that you know there's so many reasons and I know where I'm at. I think all of us here, we, we honour that, 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 that uh, freedom to choose, you know? Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Well, John's gone off because he's seen someone he knows, so <laughs> I'm going to end this podcast yeah. by saying thanks, Jess and Stevie. Oh, John just jumped back. He's going to end because, you know, this is weird that I'm doing it. <laughs> I just ran. He holds this shit together. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Ran into um, a very... Uh, dear friend actually as a as a weird side note we were looking at some images today in um what are they called facebook memories and it was an image of my son and it was the day that he um he was wearing the cast from when he broke his arm in this in this memory now the day that he broke his arm this particular man that just walked past was the man who carried him because I wasn't there I was away uh, he was the man who carried him up the hill to the ambulance that was him beautiful man when everyone man. else freaked out and didn't want to touch him because they didn't know what to do like the lifeguards at Piha Beach yeah um, this, this was this was the man who picked him up and carried him to the ambulance when he broke his arm so I re- I always hold him very very dearly in my heart he also actually used to come to my yoga classes great man a lot of time for him he's here he's been here five days and he has children the same age as mine and he's fighting for them you know he's here to fight for them despite all of the things that he could be doing back in Auckland he's here occupying this land being part of this movement and I think he's such a great representative of this movement, you know. He he was born in England, you know. He, he, he moved here, he loves this land, and he was just saying, I've learned so much since I've been here. I've learned so much since I've been here, as in here at the, at the Freedom Camp, 
he said, I've learned so much Māori wisdom since I've been here. Yes. And the Māori wisdom... Such a big Māori population. Yeah, the Māori wisdom is holding this place yes. in place. The Māori wisdom is is grounding this whole movement as it should, as its rightful role is. And I think that is also something that needs to be spoken about. Well, the wisdom for all people who resonate with this land is their wisdom. This goes well beyond the PC version of just using Tadeo randomly to virtue signal. This is, can you connect to your heart? Like the guy you said yesterday, it is about moving and living from your heart. That is the wisdom and philosophy. That is what it's about for all people of this land. If we are here, if we connect, if we resonate, it does not matter where you're born. The earth doesn't care. She loves you anyway. And this is exactly the teachings we need to lean into in an authentic and loving way where we value ourselves, we value each other, and it is not based on divide or virtue signaling anymore. Yes. The courage to fight for it. Um, like everyone here, if you have the virus and you are sick, everyone here would run to you and help you yes. and nurture you and you. bring you soup with... And you know, with no mask, is not scared of it. Is 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 doing the sacrifices. Would would in an instant sacrifice their own health, uh, but actually they're not because they believe they can. You know, they they are in control of their own health, but they're not scared. So they would run to you and attend to you. Whereas the system isolates you, and you're on your own. You're not even allowed. And has you believing that that's you doing your right sacrifice? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like you are the virus, you know? It's like we are a community. We're interconnected and you're so right. We would run to them. We would run to people as opposed to running away. Like what John's mate message, running eh? to John's son yeah. at the yeah. beach. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Um, and uh, thank you, Jess. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, John. Yes. Thanks for listening. Apologies for the sound quality. There's wind, there's background music, there's children, there's clapping, there's old Trevor. So. Don't worry, pre recorded message because he's not that motivated. Yeah. He doesn't actually. Anyway, I won't go there. (laughs) So thank you, and uh, yes, as per usual. If you want more of this, give us a like, subscribe, share this around with your friends. And as our wonderful friend Annalise said a number of episodes back, just do that. Why aren't you doing that? Go on, have a crack, share it around. What have you got to lose? Well, you might get cancelled, but, you know, what a fun story. Podcast.